0: Hello and welcome back to our weekly episode of the weekly These Fucking Teenagers Weekly podcast. Uh, with you as I am every single week is uh, I'm Ryan Shealy and, uh, joined by my weekly friends, uh, Matt Rather and Jordan Stokes. How's it going, guys? Everything
1: we do, we do weekly.
0: Yeah, (laughs) absolutely.
1: Yeah, I take a weekly dump.
0: Ah, I was gonna say the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> getting it um,
2: off to a classy start tonight. <laughs> that's right.
0: That's right. That's right. Actually, my my pooping's more like a like a python, which is and and so is my uh podcasting, which is like once every 3 months, but when it comes, it is a just a, a formidable mess. So, here you go, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> here you go. No, but we're back. We've been on we've been on hiatus for for various reasons. Uh but we're 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 back because um because uh, why? I, I'm not really sure. But there are there are some episodes of Glee and Gossip Girl to discuss. Uh, since Jordan's on the call, uh, we are going to um, on the episode, we're going to go into Glee. Um, and we have a uh, we have a pretty big backlog to, to go through um, of, of Glee episodes. Yeah, you, re- uh, basically- you may
1: remember that like seven or eight, nine weeks ago, when whatever it was, the last thing we talked about was original songs, and then the morality tale episodes.
0: That's right. And so we have the the back, I don't know, 6 or 7 episodes. Jordan, did you count how many uh we 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 missed?
2: Oof, uh, 6 looks like.
0: So we have the back 6 of Glee, everything from uh basically the the run-up to Nationals um for for our our Gleeks. Um and so just to start in, um something that 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 was mentioned in the back channel. Um well, I think that um Matt uh, earlier this week sent Jordan and myself an email uh, with the title "Is is these fucking teenagers a failed state?" Um, <laughs> and and you know like Mexico. It, which is interesting because I mean that that presumes that there was any kind of social order to begin with. Um, you, you know, right. it's, you, you you can't. You know, it's it's kind of like it's 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 some kind of inversion of the like. You know, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Motivational uh, poster. It's like you know, it's 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 you 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 fail. Zero percent of the time, if you're not trying, um, if there is nothing, if there's no order to break down, there is never any order at all. Um, but uh, Jordan responded that you know, Glee, is, uh, Glee is a is a fucking failed state, I believe uh, was the response. Um, Those
2: were my words. <laughs>
0: uh, uh, I wasn't sure if I, I, I editorialized there. Um, so, so Jordan, I mean. W- what what made you react that way and when when did the switch uh flip for you on on glee
2: well uh, my reaction is that there there are certain basic uh services that a (laughs) musical soap opera set in a high school needs to provide if it's still going to have the consent of the governed uh it needs to do interesting things with interesting music and You know, it's been the charge that's been leveled at Glee forever is that it doesn't make sense from episode to episode, that there's no consistency in the characters. Um, And I was fine with that as long as those little moments that are, you know, coming from nowhere and going from nowhere are totally over the top and melodramatic and awesome in their own right. And that just sort of stopped happening for me, the the back half of this season. (laughs) Do, do you
0: know what, What do you know what, can you like pinpoint, is there a specific moment? I mean, do you think it was like a gradual like realization or do you think there was like a specific moment where it was just like, all oh, right, I'm done?
2: Well, the interesting thing about it is that because when Glee was working, um, there's no buildup to it, right? Like everything, like I said, it comes out of nowhere. So it's sort of like once it stops happening, it stops happening uh, all at once. Right, because because um, there's no momentum to sustain, in a way. Um, and it's, I think that this is something that's very much the case with a musical artist like Lady Gaga, say, right? She's always batting about 10%. Like, the singles have been very, very good, but if you were to go and listen to every Lady Gaga song, you'd be wading through an awful lot of crap, which means that she isn't building up a huge amount of goodwill. Um, when she starts having singles that aren't good... Um, then suddenly you're just sort of left with the situation where it's all crap coming out, right? And it's not the same as someone... I'm trying to think of, like, a great example of this. An artist that is primarily album-based, like, say... I don't know, Wilco, right? Like When Wilco had a a run of uh, not-so-great albums a while back, uh, there was still enough goodwill built up from the way that they've been developing through their career um, that people were like, okay, we'll stick with them. We'll see where they're going with this. Maybe they'll Mm -hmm. build in another direction. Whereas every time that Lady Gaga has a good song, it's like a miracle out of the blue, right? So if you build Hmm. a, a business model on miracles out of the blue, then once you stop getting miracles out of the blue, then you're kind of boned. There's also the problem that the Hollywood studio system has now, by the way, right? Because everything is based on having, like, one blockbuster that, uh, that makes $50 billion. Like, uh, if you don't get that, then you're screwed. And, uh, and Glee is screwed this this back half of the season for me.
0: It's really interesting. I mean, I, I haven't, like, looked at the numbers because in some ways when you're talking about kind of, you know, this metaphor of, of sort of blockbusters or these kind of chart-topping songs, it makes me think that, like, Glee is playing... Two games, right? So you have Glee, the the musical teenage soap opera, and then you have Glee, the like purveyor of like covers of pop songs. Um, and and my I'm sense, selling,
1: you know, selling a lot of iTunes downloads, right?
0: Right, exactly. The, I was going to say like the kings of of, of iTunes, um, and I don't know if their numbers those numbers fell off um in the the back half of the um season uh or not but i definitely have seen some discourse online that is um that is well they should you know um they should focus on writing good episodes and 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 on the show rather than creating um hit, hit songs. Um, and I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if, is there some kind of a trade-off or is it, or is everything well, kind of going down? So,
1: so here's the trade-off. Like I, you know, I read the trades, um, and the trade, the trades, uh, if you're not familiar, being, uh, the kind of paper that covers the trade-offs and the, uh, in the trades, uh, about the trade-offs, they, they pointed out that Glee has been written by three people, by you know Ryan Murphy Brad what's his name and the other guy um you know since since the beginning that they <laughs> that like the, <laughs> the other
2: that, guy
1: yeah right that they um they sort of started making glee uh it it took off and they never hired anyone else to like help them make it so these guys were doing um these guys were doing uh writing every single episode um, Ryan Murphy, Brad Falchuk, and Ian Brennan are are the three guys. And so they were also, like, producing the songs and doing the, like... So they were... Uh, writing... TV show writing happens at a couple different levels. It happens at the level of, like, the season, large-scale character arcs and, like, what's going to happen and, and, you know... Um, what sort of combinations of the complex sexual molecule of, uh, mm. you know, Glee uh <laughs> what, what permutations this um, uh, highly volatile compound is going to go through, uh, that happens. And then there's, then there's um, writing the lines, you know what I mean? Writing the words that everyone has said once you kind of plot out the, the uh, uh, plot at a higher level of abstraction. And then add to that, in this show, you have to pick songs, clear all the music, record it all, you know, produce the recordings Get them in with the, the thing. Anyway, so that, that had been being done by apparently these three guys. And so this summer they have now hired an actual writing staff, which is a, a, a feature on most television shows. But uh, Glee has been missing. So they're going to have, you know, I don't know what, half a dozen eight people uh, now just just pounding out scripts. And so the idea is that there will actually be story um, uh, in, the thir- in the third season Rather than these kind of like Theme episodes That, that connect to each other Only with the most tenuous Of, um, of threads You know
0: So you know Although- not, to, not, not, to, not to reach too back And start really like you know, Tearing down everything that we've kind of built Conceptually In, 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 our, in our analysis of Glee You know what this um, is Ryan
1: It's just lazy writing
0: I know that's what I'm wondering, right? I mean, you know, you know, in some ways we you know much of our justification of continuing to talk about glee of adding it to um the you know the two main shows that we're focusing on along with Gossip Girl was that there's something interesting going on, right? And I think it was it was this kind of promise of the first you know, five, six episodes of the first season um, that really drew us in, um, and as longtime listeners and completists will know, that there was actually a mini, um, there was actually a state failure of uh, uh, of its own kind in the world of uh, of of overthinking it, um, in there in which there was a civil war, on uh, which uh, as the sides eventually shook out, um, you know, Matt. Jordan and myself were on one side, and uh, Overthinking It writer Matt Belenke, uh was was on the other side, arguing that there was all of this in, uh, inconsistency uh, from episode to episode that was a sign of lazy writing, and that there was like just not careful plotting. And we we made an ar- uh, argument uh, somewhat. You know, kind of for the sake of making an argument, and sem- somewhat seriously,
2: that then... be dicks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> why, oh, why? Why do you have a podcast uh, about about gossip, Girl and glee? Oh, because we're assholes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's really interesting. Um, wow, it's just really, it's all falling apart right now. Yeah. Like,
2: um... <laughs> but no, no, I think that we were serious in our argument that that was a, a feature, not a bug right the the
0: yes 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 but but now knowing something about the uh, like you know I, I i at the time you know didn't know the, you know the process of how how glee was being written i mean one could make an argument you know that that you know, this you know it, both the fact of how it had been written uh by a very small shop of people who were doing everything with the the show um and the fact that they're now going and actually hiring a staff and like a bunch of people who have i mean, and they almost look like fixers of various kinds i mean i think one of the people who uh, who joined the team's Recent credits was like, um, like doing a rewrite to the Spider Man musical, right? Like, that's not really a good, like, that's not an awesome sign I'm like, yeah, this is like, you know, um, it's like, like professional turd polisher, like, just on, on the scene, you know, um, uh, so I don't know. I mean, like, seeing that, um, I, I don't know, can that be read as like a, a an admission that something wasn't working? Um, and then, and do, is it possible that we will actually see? Um, a lot more continuity, and and what does that you know, you know, sort of say about the kind of meaning of of what of what Glee is about? Well, I'll say I,
1: this. I, I mean, I'll say this seriously about our our um, argument before. I, I don't think our argument was that like, look, th- this is good. Well, I think our argument mm. was that. This does express a worldview that is interesting. You know what I mean? Uh, Whether it does it kind of despite itself or whether it does it... On the fact, I mean, I, I'll just point out to Belinky that having three people who write forty-four episodes of television over two years, and also you know, executive produce the show, and also like produce the recordings and things like this—that's the opposite of lazy writing. That's overworked writing. That's mm. almost you know, that's almost too prolific writing. Uh, almost too hardworking. So, um, so fuck you, Belinky, A. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Um. Uh, and uh, B Oh I forget what I was going to say Fuck you Belinky just was so gratifying <laughs> The words coming out of my mouth That so, I, I'm in a, almost a state And in a kind of refractory period Intellectually
2: There is one thing that's kind of um Interesting about this is that You know you were saying that there are two levels to TV writing One is the executive Decisions about like what direction The plot is going to move Um, And then you have like writing the actual lines. And it's my impression uh, that typically the decisions about what way the show is going to move are made by a very small number of people. Like there's a title, sometimes official, sometimes not of showrunner. Whose, whose job it is to make that kind of call, right? Sure. Um, and they also tend to have, like, veto power and final rewrite on a lot of the scripts. My guess is that when they bring in this writing staff next year, it's still going to be the same, like, three guys being the showrunners. Um, so mm-hmm. if anything, we're probably going to see a similar lack of focus in the, the way that, like, the episodes are distributed and the, the broader thrust of the plot. Um, but we may get snappier dialogue. Well, yeah. Um, I don't know if
1: it's, I don't know though, if it's going to be, I mean, I, I think that it's a huge labor intensive thing and they, um, you know, and I, I, I have a feeling it's a, a situation that like, we would have written a better show if we had had time, you know, yeah. you know what I mean? Rather than, rather than this is actually just our aesthetic to have, you know, these kind of borderline incoherent, uh, Stories that um, you know that are really just a, a framework uh, a kind of artificial Christmas tree on which to hang the shiny lights and uh, balls of you know whatever theme week we 're doing for the iTunes store this week,
2: yeah, yeah, I will say you know I think there 's also two ways that the musical numbers work on glee, one is as songs in a musical um, which sounds silly, but like sometimes they are worked into the plot in a way that uh, that seems to matter. And you feel like it, it tells you something about the character, that they are choosing to sing this particular song, which a teenager might choose to sing. And then you also have cover versions, where it feels like a narrativized version of American Idol, where they just pick an artist and everyone trots out to the front and sings. And the only real conversation you could have is like, well, which one of them sang well this week? Um, and the first of those has fallen off really dramatically uh, this whole season. The second one still works fine. So if I was going to go back and look at these like last six episodes, the one positive note I have for them is like their individual song performances in there, which were fantastic. Um, you know, I, I loved when uh, was it Blaine did that Keen song, "Somewhere Only We Know." Uh, sort of like a, a love song to his boyfriend. That was great. I loved uh, Santana's Amy Winehouse number. Um, I love Try a Little Tenderness. There are a few like that. But they're not worked into the plot in any way. It's just like there's, the, there's there the, the
0: Adele song, which is the, uh, um, the the return of Jesse St. James as well, the ro- Rolling in the Deep, um, which was which was pretty cool. Um,
2: yeah, yeah, that was that was awesome. Although, again, it's like he he walks in, he literally walks in while she's singing it. The one thing that was neat is that the people like painting the sign in the background started singing along for no reason. Um, but I don't know. I need a lot more of that. And a lot less like, hey everybody, let's all sing. Like <laughs> the worst was the episode called uh, "A Night of Neglect," where it was literally like songs that we otherwise don't have a reason to sing. Let's sing them. Like that—that's the theme.
0: <laughs> well, and that's weird. That was weird too, because wasn't I forget one of the like the neglected songs was like an Aretha Franklin song, right? Like. Um... <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know her catalog well enough to like know what is a deep cut and what isn't. But um,
2: yeah, I don't know. That was so. There are there are more neglected artists out there, right?
0: <laughs> oh yeah, no, definitely. Um, I mean, that's interesting. So in some ways, well, it's it's. You know the, the the kind of musical that you're talking, of, or the kind of the second form that you're you're talking about of the you know cover versions of a lot of songs. Mm-hmm. I mean, or, or like lightly narrativized versions of of cover versions. I mean, it, it strikes me as there is also a movement in the world of musical theater that that tracks onto. That's this like kind of jukebox musical.
2: Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's true. Um,
0: and. And, you know in some ways the 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 Fleetwood Mac episode is kind of the most like that, right where it's like let's take a whole album or a whole discography um and and kind of build build around that I mean, do you think that um that i mean I guess you know if I remember correctly the first kind of explicitly one artist centered um episode of the like we're doing the music of this person was the Madonna episode all the way back in um in, in season one. Um, right. But but now that I'm thinking about that, I mean, I, I now remember that although some of the Madonna performances in that episode were this, like, you know, oh, this character is covering this song, there were also... There was that... Um, Oh, the crazy awesome sex montage in uh, "Like a Virgin." Um, right. That, that, that was a lot more like a, even though it was part of this given theme, it was it was still a lot more done like a musical. And so I think mm-hmm. you're onto something that they've stopped. Um, they've stopped giving a shit uh, for
1: reason. Well, yeah, I mean, and that's that's hard to do. You know what I mean? I think it's uh, it's just lazy writing, is what it is. No, it's. Um, I, I think they've stopped being able to do it because they don't have time or something like that. I mean, too, you know, you know who I blame? They're too busy, like Scrooge McDuck, you know, swimming in their, their pile of 99-cent iTunes dude, downloads.
0: That, that pile of downloads is not going to swim in itself, I'll tell you what. <laughs> like, um, <coughs> you know, I I've actually I blame, the, I blame the warblers, actually. Um, and here's why. Is that, like, I feel like, you know, the, the far and away, the breakout hit – um, you know, this, this year's, this season's don't stop believing, um, in terms of like sort of popular awareness yeah, yeah, and yeah, sales it was. was, the it was the Katy Perry teenage song Shades. was the warblers version of teenage dream. And I think, I think that that was a way bigger hit than they like ever anticipated. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. and my guess is that they're like, Oh shit, we got to like have these guys like singing as many songs as possible in their like little blue jackets. Um, <laughs> And, and once they kind of started going down that road, it, it, it kind of creates a logic where that – that, that creates the incentives just to cover songs. Um, and I think – I mean I think we saw a lot more this season, a lot more doing songs that were like still on the charts at the mm-hmm. time of, um, of it coming. So a lot more things that are really of the moment. Um, and, 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 and yeah. And, and again, I, I mean I think that you could do that without um i don't know I, it's interesting like
2: well yeah and i think that um that makes it a lot harder to work them into the episode in any kind of interesting way because you have somebody yeah. else decision about what songs to use the fleetwood mac episode i think was relatively strong precisely because there's no like Market-driven reason to choose Fleetwood Mac yeah. for this. Like, yeah, in, in yeah. fact, it seems like the reason they're uh, they're choosing it is because like, a, everybody in the band is sleeping with each other. I mean, yeah. notionally, they don't really have a lot of sex on Glee, but notionally. And then b, there's sort of the, um, the the cryptic lesbian plot centered around Santana. Um, and like and that music does work for that to a certain degree, um and even though they they were literally doing the same thing that they 've done so often, where they just say, "And now we shall sing this song, it felt like there were stakes behind that in a way that mm. it doesn't always so well, I think you know, it, yeah
0: and and that was one where you know um. You know, a, a early trope of, um, in Glee and another feature of something that we talked about early was the idea of the cognitive agenda, right? Of setting the cognitive yep. agenda, um, whereas there would be a, um, a theme. I mean, it's in some ways, like early versions of, um, of Glee almost functioned like the, the uh, improv form, like a herald, right? Where there's a, a suggestion that's given, and then they kind of work out all of the various permutations of this in a lot of different ways that creates some kind of you know greater truth right and 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 that um and that you kind of set this cognitive agenda and then work it out in various ways and obviously it's not as elegant or, or as, uh, you know, um, as, as, as complex as a herald, but there were, there was some ideas, you know, some, some of, of some similarities in what was, was produced. And I think this had that in that the, the seed here this time, the kind of the cognitive agenda was, was rumors, right? And, um, there was this other interesting thing about, Kind of journalism and celebrity, right like one of the kind of um, like plots one of the b plots in this episode was that um, uh, Brittany has this blog right the the fondue, fondue for two blog uh, <laughs> yeah. our video blog, which is just awesome yeah. i mean it was I, I thought that was like you know that was like strong, and the things like that again were for, are for me the things that um, that 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 attracted me to um, the glee, the kind of these moments of of weirdness that that kind of these kinds of moments of non sequitur weird, weirdness, right? So mm-hmm. the you know the fat cat, uh, you know, sticking its face into the bowl of fondue. Um, <laughs> it, I mean, you know, I, I'm just not going to complain about that. Like,
2: yeah. um, no, the fondue for two is awesome. I would I would watch a lot more fondue for two.
0: You, said, so you <laughs> would you would rather watch fondue for two. Then watch Glee, in
2: other words. At this point, uh, perhaps, yeah. Like there there are lots of good things still going on in Glee. Um but I just you know, there there's not enough of them and they're not um they they all seem to be throwaways now, you know? Like uh whereas it used to be, I feel. And I, I would still say that the there were awesome episodes of Glee. In those awesome episodes, the awesome things were not just throwaway. They were like the big point of that episode. Whereas I feel like everything I watched since they went on hiatus, it was like a couple of nice moments and then some big point that they're trying real hard to make that I do not care about even a little bit. So, you know, I'm down on it. I don't know about you guys.
0: The failed state. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Matt, what Matt, what do you think? Um.
1: Yeah. No. I absolutely. I mean. I. I hope it gets better. But it shouldn't have been bad in the first place. You know what I mean? Hmm. With all that, all that crazy money and and success.
0: I don't know. Like, I guess so. Okay, but is the badness the aberration or the goodness the aberration? Like, <laughs> you know, is it is it? Um, I mean, I guess. I mean, I don't want to go back to it's kind of where we were. But like, did the emperor ever have have new clothes to begin with?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because oh. there were. Yeah, there were good episodes and it did it did good things and it did the kind of things that that we are talking about like tell a story. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> um, and, you know and use the use the music in a way that's interesting i mean can you can you honestly say what what was it with that that new york episode maybe we can talk about the new york yeah, episode yeah let's talk bit.
0: about the new york because, episode like,
1: what was it with that was i the only one who just didn't care whether they won nationals or not by the end like that was they they were going in so many directions in that mm-hmm. episode that there was no there was no kind of one I don't know. There was no one focus. The one focus should be, hey, this is a story about a glee club who's in this competition. And that should be what everything is leading up to. But like, oh, we're locked in the room because we have to write original songs. Mm -hmm. But, you know... But Can I also oh, say we're sneaking, like we're sneaking out, but we're not, you, you know, like but that's bad. But anyway,
2: sorry. And maybe maybe Mr. Schuster is going to leave them to go beyond Broadway, but I didn't care about that either. Honestly. Exactly. So like, oh, and, that, then, oh, oh,
0: and then Matthew Morrison, like, well, like, we also had the moment of. William Sh- William Mor Matthew Morrison playing William Schuster singing the Matthew Morrison song right um, like the song that he sings in the theater by himself uh, is his own song right oh, or really.
2: Yeah, uh huh. Uh, And the other thing that was really obnoxious about that episode is that, like, if you if you pull that one up on Wikipedia and look over at the uh, the songs listed over on the side, there's a lot of awesome New York music that they trotted out there: "Rhapsody in Blue," um, "New York, New York," stuff like that, which they then did not actually sing in the episode. Rather, they had it like show up. They teased you with it in the incidental music, and then had them do the original songs, which I'm not. You know, down on the idea of them ever doing original songs. I think that's kind of a, a noble uh, goal to have. But if you're going to have, you know, yeah, absolutely, Moon River. you
1: don't have to pay those. You don't have to pay those publishing fees when you, yeah. uh, you
2: know, when you're, like, you're if you're um, going to have people standing outside of Tiffany's while Moon River swells up in the background, right? Like, and you know that they're both really great singers. Like, have them fucking sing the song. It's it's unkind, is what it is, to to not do that. Um yeah.
1: I don't know what about the de- what about the depiction of New York in it? I mean, did you uh It's
2: very, uh, very candy colored, right? Yeah,
1: it was kind of anticlimactic, honestly. It the whole thing like if this was the thing that we were supposed to be, what was the payoff? The, let me put the question that way. What was the payoff in uh in those episodes? I mean, in that last stretch of episodes. For me, it was when Gwyneth Paltrow came back (laughs) because she was pretty fun. She's very game and awesome.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I agree. Like in some ways, I feel like it would have like actually been more satisfying. I mean, like you're you describing the New York as being candy colored, uh, <laughs> leads me to believe that I what I really wish would have happened is that uh, there the like you get to the end of this episode and they wake up and it was all a dream and 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 you go to the <laughs> hiatus like and, and and this and and the first episode of season three is nationals. That would have mm-hmm. been awesome, and a lot because, like, uh, and and then and then New York is like you know real New York, and it smells like pee, and like um, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, and and you know they get lost, and uh, um, you know they they don't they don't go to uh, you know they they don't they don't like go to dinner uh in where 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 is it? Is it sandrine's or something is that where they go or sardis, uh, sardis, sardis, or sardis. yeah yeah They're, they'll go they'll go to dinner at sardis and then wind up uh in in the west village
2: um uh Pucket you know get stabbed right on the subway
0: exactly exactly that's new york <laughs>
2: right right <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. You know the they, other yeah. interesting thing about the, uh, the way that it wound up is that they, they seem to almost consciously like hit all of the same beats from the end of the first season, which were things that in the first season had been building all along, um, you know, and Glee being written the way it is, like they, they weren't building um, consistently, but they would sort of like take, uh, take little running jumps in one direction and then backtrack and uh, they're going to be together. They're not going to be together. You end up with like Finn and Rachel uh, kissing backstage um, and Will Schuster gets with his, uh, his OCD princess and uh, the wife is sort of out of the picture and like, you know, a few other things are happening. They hit all three of those notes in this last episode or in these last couple of episodes, but just sort of out of the blue. Um, and I'm not sure that I actually mind that completely because um, I'm a, I'm a big fan of recapitulation and it's sort of something that you'd get in a pop song anyway, right? Like you, you go through the chorus again, but it, it sets up a, a problem, which is that they're going to start off season three in the same position that they started off season two, which is that like all of the big overarching plot lines have been resolved. And now they're going to need to undo all of those things yet again. Right. right?
1: Yeah. We talked about that. How do you do that?
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it's, it's, I think they struggled with um, something that they struggled with all, all season is, you know, that the way that they tried to get out of that, you know, to disrupt the equilibrium that they that they started in in they started season two with was by like they played up and built up the importance of like you know all all of the secondary characters and added a lot of new characters right mm-hmm. um right. and 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 they made a lot of the a plot lines about them and so it, it kind of like you know it's for whatever reason they decided to to cease having it be as tightly focused on like. On, on like the Will and Emma dyad, and the um, and the 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 Finn and uh, the Finn and Rachel dyad. But then they tried to like bring it back to that, right? Rather than <laughs> just saying, okay, this is going to be a show about. These other people, or about this ensemble in some in some broader way, um, they they kind of weakly brought it back to that in in a way that wasn't um, you know it, that wasn't really con- convincing, right? Like yeah. um, and, and and compelling, right? So so we're neither in a like you know we're neither in a situation where it's this kind of sprawling multi multifaceted ensemble piece um like um like the wire or madmen um mm-hmm. or but it's neither but it's also not this like you know gossip girl it still is this like you know this body that like rejects uh that, that has an immune system that rejects anything that's foreign right and that there's been this remarkable um consistency of 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 who are the main characters and people keep coming in and out right there's this kind of swirling dust cloud of other people that that enter uh the orbit and um and interact in various ways in various parts of that universe but the core is very is very pure and like who it is about um is pure even that those relationships interact with each other and with like the outside world in different ways, but in Glee, it kind of doesn't know; it, it, it hasn't decided what to do with that diversification, right? And so, yeah. it, 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 it's, it's as a result, it's just kind of this 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 sack of potatoes, right? Yeah.
2: Uh, you know what? Uh, you know what? The main characters on Glee remind me of at this point is the British monarchy, right? Like whether whether Finn and Rachel end up getting together is like watching um, the the royal wedding, because those people like. They are still notionally important because the media builds them up as important, but like, it doesn't matter what they, what they do, right? Like the, the big story arc of the British monarchy ended quite some time ago when they became figureheads, and like you can still pay attention to them if you want, but no one's really going to care, right? Um, that, that's what I sort of feel like about it. That th- both of those uh, plot lines—the Finn Rachel plot line, the Will Emma plot line—like they ended. Those two, those two pairs got together, um, and everything else is just scandal mongering. Whenever they try to like tell a different story about them, so I really wish they would like pick new uh, main characters to have it be about, um, and let those other people recede into the background. Well, they're going to well. have yeah.
1: I mean, they're going to have a gossip girl problem. Um,
2: so what is a
0: glee solution to a gossip girl problem Well, yeah i mean what do
1: you do do you fail the whole glee club next year i mean next year they win nationals i guess because everyone's a senior
0: mm-hmm. uh yeah fuck that i'm done like like they should have won this they should have done something interesting you're right they're gonna win next year and i don't give a shit like yeah Fuck that. I mean, you know, I was trying to be pro-Glee here. I I, I didn't hate it as much, but you saying that, like, I'm going to have this, like, Santana, you know, Yo Soy de Lima Heights adjacent kind of moment. Like, I'm just going (laughs) to – something's just snapping in me. Yeah,
2: yeah. (laughs) The the other thing, like, uh, Jesse St. James founding his uh, consulting business for show choirs is real ominous for me because what it tells me is that they are all going to graduate and then they're all going to go work for his damn company. Oh my God.
0: <laughs> oh dear.
2: Jeez. Oh, and it's going to be
0: on USA, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be called Sings or Singers or, you know what I mean? Sing
0: Notice. <laughs> <laughs> Royal Sings. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Ah, Jeez.
1: You want to is... just talk about USA? For a little while, because
0: Burn Notice uh,
2: uh, is coming back today.
0: Is it? Oh, that's interesting.
2: uh, The formula that they seem to have is, like, pick any damn profession. Right. Have attractive people do it in Miami. Um, And, like, use very, very rapid cutting to disguise the fact that maybe not all that much is happening that you should care about.
0: Well, it's it's very interesting is that they all have this. and, And it would be interesting to figure out where the origin of of this formula is um but they they all have a, a formula that some other it's not unique to usa but at usa it's almost universal on their current lineup that is the so it's a it's a they're all kind of profession-based shows but they're about people who's like who are continuing to do their job after like they're 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 still a professional um but they're a non-traditional professional yeah, right kind of so under the...
1: under unusual circumstances
0: exactly um, and and then and then what they have is it's every episode has this arc of you have um, a problem um, that, that can only be served uh, solved with this set of skills um, and then there's a you know a set of like two failed attempts to solve the problem and then a climatic solving of the problem um, and then and, and they the, throughout all... that they interspersed all, well, oh sorry sorry well then i said interspersed throughout that there's some overarching plot line right then, yeah I,
1: that's <laughs> I, that's that's about what i was to say they all balance the kind of the mission of the week episodes mm-hmm. versus uh yeah. versus a 13 episode long arc yeah um, yeah yeah Burn Notice may be Burn Notice last last year got picked up for three seasons. So it may I mean for three years. So we know that there's gonna be, I guess, two more years of Burn Notice after this. And so the idea is that there'll be something more something more uh kind of longer playing going on than the just the the like the mission of the week and then the main bad guy, the kind of the main boss, you know, of the of the season. Um
0: But it's hard. I think they're not going to break out of that that structure, you know, there's I think so that many, it's still yeah, there's a, so many. And I mean, House, House had that structure as well. Um, and and I uh, there's a while where I watched House pretty devotedly, and then I realized it was every episode was like someone's playing football, then they have a seizure, then House comes in and he's talking to Cuddy, and then they they do a scan, and there's another seizure, and there's three more seizures, and yeah, yeah. then he solves it.
2: You yeah, know? right. And, and it's like the, the first two diseases that he comes up with, whatever they are, it's like not that because it's too early in the it's
0: episode. Never lupus. It is. Yeah. Never Lupus, like. <laughs> no, it's
1: not that. What, what was the joke? It's not cancer. That that was the joke, right? No, it was lupus.
0: There's another not... one. There's another. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I, I guess why I was thinking about that is is thinking about you know structure, right? So like, I mean, I don't know. It's it's that in some ways. You know, on one, on the one hand, you know we're, it's easy to make fun of the the USA shows um, because they have this very repetitive structure, mm-hmm. um, but they kind of plug and chug in that structure. Um, yeah. You know, and and, and it um, works in that structure.
2: It, and, like and a lot works. of them are pretty watchable.
0: Yeah, um, and and Gossip Girl has a very defined structure as well. That it, and it has some of the. Elements of a um, of, of a soap opera, but they have this. I think they have a twist on the soap opera format, um, in in which it is like kind of a b and c plot that converge at a major set piece, right? That is, um, and and that kind of structure serves mm. some of the 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 i the larger kind of ideas um, that are going on in the uh, uh, in in the show. It's the um,
2: and, uh, the development, uh, the arrested development of soap operas.
0: Wow, huh?
1: I've made a huh. ter- I've made a terrible mistake.
0: <laughs> wow. So, so Jordan, are you now one of us? Is, is 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 now the climax that we're getting to? Is it that we're gonna just cast off Glee completely, um, and then you'll spend the summer going back through uh, episode uh, seasons one through four of Gossip Girl, and Maybe. Uh, you'll be I mean, one of us.
2: <laughs> now, now that you uh, describe it like that, because that plot structure is. It's something that I think Arrested Development does all the time. It makes me want to watch Gossip Girl more, which I, I'll tell you. I've never watched an episode of Gossip Girl, but uh, you I make it sound difficult. <laughs> I
0: have an idea of what we should do this summer because I, I think we started this um, podcast in season three of Gossip Girl. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure season one of Gossip Girl is on Netflix and watch instantly. I could be oh. wrong,
1: um,
0: but we can go back to season one oh, of wow. Gossip and uh and go through it this summer and and see how far we make it. Oh, uh, that is a re- sh-
1: shitty idea. Let's, do it. <laughs> Let's absolutely do that.
0: Right? Yeah. No, I mean cuz like this is the moment. Like you know, maybe maybe these fucking teenagers is having a little bit of glee, you know, we've had some success. We don't know what we're about. <laughs> um, so we
1: take we take a two month hiatus. Yeah, I, either...
0: <laughs> Some of the, the inter hiatus things are, are are kinda shitty. Uh yes. there's all these new people coming in and out. Like, no, let's let's just figure out what this shit is about. It's about fucking sociology and gossip girl.
2: Yeah. It's either that or hire a writing staff, right? And
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I you know, I don't think we'd be the worse for it, that's for sure. <laughs> Um, oh
1: Gossip Girl not available unfortunately.
0: Oh shit. Uh, so it's only it's only on the hmm none of none of the seasons. I I th- I, th- I thought I've seen it on there at some point. Maybe it was the, on It's on the waffles. All right. So I think that's I think we've 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 covered uh covered Glee and I guess we'll have to figure out what that what that leads for leaves for the future uh of us. But um you know, let's let's I think we'll be back um We'll be back next week, or 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 sometime in the in the coming weeks, uh, with a few Gossip Girl uh, wrap ups. Um, and in the meantime, you know, write in um, and and let us know uh, what you'd like to hear o- over the summer. Um, whether we should, um, you know, go back and do some prior uh, Gossip Girl episodes, do some do some movies, uh, do Teen Wolf, do do another uh, a Skins excursion. Because I think you know, as much as uh, as much as we were we were kind of crotchety about uh, Glee this week. Um, I, I think that it's good to be back. It's good to be talking about these things, and there's definitely material out there. So, what a cycle. Sh-
1: you're like a shrink, Ryan. It's like, no, mat- no matter how bad it feels right now, it's good to keep talking.
0: That's right. So keep talking with us. Uh, give us a call at 20 fatjog one 203 uh, 285 Email at tftpodcast at overthinking.com. Hit us on the social medias, the, uh, the Twitters at TFTPodcast, um and, uh, and, and, our, and our Facebook page um, and get on the, uh, the show notes uh, at overthinking.com. Well, what shall, um, uh, Ryan, what shall we talk about? Well, I think we shall, we shall talk about uh, Lima Heights adjacent. I think we will, uh, we will talk about uh, social, social structure of all kinds. Um, but most of all, I believe that we, all of us, will talk about these fucking okay.
2: teenagers.
1: That was much better than the last time we did that. <laughs>